Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. Independent thought. Independent life. This is Chad Benson. They apparently spent 10 months undercover reporters trying to track down every person that went to school with Justice Kavanaugh 30 years ago. It's an amazing level of reporting trying to just really dig up any dirt they can on the guy. I think that follows up with with, with the rather shameful circus we saw during the confirmation hearing where, where they took allegations, they sat on them, they didn't make them public, that they, they revealed them at the 11th hour. Look, uh, it's Ted Cruz. So Kavanaugh, again, is in the spotlight. I'm not a big fan of Justice Kavanaugh. I wasn't. I thought there were other people better qualified. But there's a thing out there that I've coined the phrase strategic outrage. Right. We come at you with strategic outrage. Right. So now we're going back at Justice Kavanaugh. So he was a judge. Right. And then he was, a you know, he worked his way up through judging, if you will. Became a federal judge. Everybody liked him then, right? Like everybody, these these things were out there then. But it was like, man, I'm waiting. I'm absolutely waiting until that moment comes when I know I need to strike. Then and only then did they strike, right? So if he would have stayed a Fed judge, right, just a federal joint circuit court judge, it'd have been no big deal. That's no big deal, right? He's staying there. No big deal. But it's this world that we live in now. Of this crazy outrage that is strategic. We saw it this year with a couple Major League Baseball players who had their first game. And by the time they went to the mound, they were excited and nervous to be a Major League Baseball player. By the time they got back, tweets they had sent years ago, they were, boom, in trouble. Right? Case in point. Imagine this, if you will. Hired and fired. In less than a week. Less than a week after he was hired as a cast member on Saturday Night Live, Shane Gillis has been fired. fired. This comes after comments of his in podcasts and elsewhere had resurfaced, in which he used racial slurs and stereotypical accents. An SNL spokesperson on behalf of show executive producer Lauren Michaels said in a statement that the language Gillis used was offensive, hurtful, and unacceptable, and they should have done a better job in the vetting process. Lies. In a statement on social media, Gillis says he respects the decision and is grateful for the opportunity, but then takes a shot at SNL, writing that he was always a mad TV guy anyway. Yeah, me too. Uh, they were edgier. There was a time I liked SNL. That time is long since gone, and I've not really found them to be funny that much at all. Uh, but it's just very interesting. Again, strate- this guy's been a comic for 10 years. As he said today, look, I've done comedy for 10 years. I'm just stoked that you guys thought I was good enough to be on your show, and I was a mad TV guy. But he also said... I take chances. I take risks. Sometimes I cross the line. These are the things I, I I have done. And if you go back and look at my comedy for 10 years, it wasn't like he was an unknown quantity. It's like, we'd never seen this guy till last week when he came in and he filled out an application. We thought, we should put him on the show. It's not the way it works. Right? Usually, you have to be a groundling or come from Second City in Chicago to have a shot at being on Saturday Night Live. But they take a few people that are stand-up comics who go and audition that, you know, people look at and say, you got to check this guy out. Lauren, you got to check this guy out. You knew who he was. You knew who he was. Don't BS me in saying you don't know who he was. You absolutely 110% knew who he was. But you freaked out because the political correct police came. They were waiting. Kavanaugh, he's been there for over a year. We went through this. It wasn't very compelling other than the fact that it was complete gamesmanship. It doesn't matter. 
people strike and they come. And it's frustrating. People, I'm over it. I am. I think a lot of people are over it. Right? But don't tell me, oh, yeah, this guy was totally, he's totally a part of it. He was totally, definitely a part of this. Uh, uh, you know, Kavanaugh did all these things. And we just waiting, though, to get him. Because we were okay with being a federal judge. Oh, we, we, we knew uh, just a few things this guy did. But we didn't know this guy had done these things before to be a comic. No, no. Yes, you did. It's a bunch of crap. Kevin Hart is on my TV right now. And what's he get? Opportunity to host the Oscars, right? He's already done a billion things. It's not like he needed the Oscars, but it was a moment for them to come. And when you start to bend and when you start to give, they'll take it. They will take it. It's ridiculous. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. You can tweet at us. What will we do with the Saudis? What won't we do with the Saudis as far as helping them with Iran? Did they or didn't they do something? I mean, that's the battle that's going on right now. The question for you, I say, is what the hell's going to happen with gas prices? Oil prices spiked immediately on that news, up 15 percent, the biggest one-day surge in more than a decade. And for consumers, that means higher prices at the pump, anywhere between 10 and 25 cents higher in the coming weeks. In particular, higher prices in California, which relies (laughs) more heavily on imports from Saudi Arabia. Let me tell you something. So I was in San Diego this weekend. So Jack and I had a fun weekend in San Diego. It was good times. We were there, and I get, hey, Jack, I go get gas. Now, the way I plan it is I drive to Yuma and fill up there. Then I get to San Diego and hopes that I've got enough gas to get around that weekend and get back to Yuma. But sometimes i got to put a few bucks in. 357, there, was, there were other places where 425 for gas, John Roller. 425 for gas. 425. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you mention that because there's that brand new fries as you get off of the turnoff as you come into Yuma. You can get lunch. You can get your tank filled up, whatever you need. And like you say, you try to plan your trip out in San Diego so you don't have to put too much money (laughs) in the gas tank in California. Do the very same thing. It is just it's insane. And I'm like, my God, it's like I live there for how like how it's it's nuts. I mean, four bucks for a gallon of gas, you know, and you got realize that they've got what almost a dollar in tax. Then you've got the special blend. So it, it just adds up. It's nuts. I don't get it. I mean, we're expecting a little bump here. I understand that. By the way, I'm not too worried about this in any way, shape or form. Not at this moment in time. And the one thing that you know what, say what you like about Trump and some of the past presidents, including Obama, who, by the way, who turned some blind eyes at times towards drilling in certain areas. We have a ton of oil. If all things with the hell in a handbasket. We could go, hmm, hey, you know, what? we're fine. We got oil. We, we produce the most oil right now. Venezuela, by the way, has the largest oil reserves in the world, and they've managed to jack that pooch up pretty good. But, I mean, just goes to show you the things that, that, that are available to us before we freak out. I think not only, though, was this a shot at Saudi Arabia to play this game from Iran, but you guys do know that they're about to go public with their company, uh, I think it's Aramico, uh, that's worth about $2 trillion is what people are saying. And this could, they, they may delay that. So there's a lot that goes into this, but we'll see what takes place. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Chad Benson Show. Where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. This is my vision. It is fabulous. Fabulous. 
In its ruling, the Arizona Supreme Court finding that Phoenix's non-discrimination ordinance violates a constitution and that Brush and Nib Studio does not have to make wedding invitations for same-sex couples. The studio is run by two Christian artists. They make invitations and other wedding-related items. They argued Phoenix's ordinance violated their religious beliefs. Two lower courts had ruled against the artists. Now the state Supreme Court ruling in their favor. Yeah, so another ruling in the favor. And this is how they're winning, because uh, this isn't the first one. Last month, the Eighth Circuit Court ruled a Christian wedding photographer could not be compelled to use artistic talents to help celebrate same-sex weddings. And this is what they're doing and what they're saying. Essentially, this is their art. Can't force somebody to do artwork. Everything they do is hand-created. It is not one-size-fits-all. So they draw, they make up each one of these invitations using their artistic works, and that's essentially free speech, so you can't override free speech. Now, you don't have to agree with it, but you can't tell somebody, hey, you're a great painter, I want to take, your, I want to take you and force you to draw or, or paint or, or sculpt something that you don't believe in. And that's the way they're getting around these things. If it was a and and they essentially came out and and said that the assumption was a completely flawed because they're not fungible products like a hamburger or a pair of shoes. They're not. They do not sell identical invitations, singularly handcrafted invitations. And that's the way they're getting around, or at least they're fighting this, which is same thing with the cake maker, right? Which is, every cake I make is artistic. Every cake I make is this. It is a one-off. It is not a one-size-fits-all. And that's how they go about doing this. Now, I'm sure it'll be appealed. It'll continue to go up high. I don't know if it's going to get to the Supreme Court. Will Kavanaugh even be there? It's possible. But that's what's going on. And I know people are upset about this. And it's like, here's look, this is the way I look at things. There's 50 people that can make invitations. These people in particular, right, are Christians. It says all over their sites and everywhere, this is what we will do. This is what we believe. To me, when you go to a place like this, you're doing it specifically for a reason. If they're the only ones in town, sue the hell out of them. Go for it. If you can go across the street or another place or another place or another place, at some point in time, you got to say, it's, it's not. And I was talking earlier to my to my national show producer, who is gay, and thinks too many of these people that, that, that he knows will do and look for something like that because they want to prove a point. And I get that, you know, at some point in time. You say, you know, if you're the only one in town, eh, maybe, right, you go and sue them. But today, especially if something like this, it, 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 you knew exactly what you were getting into because it says all over they will not use their art and their invitation making for same-sex weddings violence any i mean you know all kind not just that it's just i think sometimes people look for stuff they do because they want to they want to have a point want to have a point got to prove a point got to prove a point so point's been proven when it comes to something like this is artistics it's free expression it's free speech and they're saying, nah. And that, I bet you, they don't look, the Supreme Court says, no, we've already ruled on something like this before. We don't have to do it again. And when the Supreme Court rules on something like where they kick it down to the lower court, the lower court 
Whatever they said will stand. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. How about the Cardinal game yesterday? It was interesting. It was fun to watch. I'm going to say this. I, Jack and I watched 1969. It was 1970. The, the first Monday night football game ever. And, man, that was a violent game. They had the one helmet, John, that one bar helmet, John. Like, the guys would pull their – you could see their whole face. They'd pull the bar down. Yeah, and I believe the Cleveland Browns played and in that Jets. ball game. And who was the play-by-play guy in that game? You had Howard Cosell. And, you had uh, – Whoa, Nelly. Boy, yeah. I'll tell you. So you had, you had Cosell. You had uh, – Yes, and Dandy Doody. Dan, was it Dandy Don? He was in there, Keith too? Jackson. And, and Keith Jackson. Oh, Nelly. <laughs> Hot touchdown. But it was just crazy to watch because – they, it was like they played the game inside the hash marks. Like, yeah. There was no spreading the field like we see. And today. it was bizarre because you, you talk about paradigm shifts. Yes. You never thought you'd ever watch a football game on Monday night. It just blew your mind. Blew your mind. <laughs> blew your mind. And by the way, most of the places you were going to see even highlights from the other games was on Monday night football. Nowadays, right. it's everywhere. I mean, I've got two TVs on. We've got the ASU game on, the, the, the uh, highlights from that. you got the Monday Night Football game on. By the way, it was the Jets and the Browns, and it's also the Jets and the Browns tonight. Wow. Yeah, so. Well, and uh, real quick, I watched a documentary on Howard Cosell like two weeks ago. It's funny that you mentioned that. But the ratings for the halftime highlights during those Monday night years were through the roof. Because yeah. you were right. That's, that's the only place you got the That's highlights. the only place. That is it. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Arizona's news station. KTAR News 92.3 FM. Got that sniffling, sneezing, stuffy head thing going on? Time for your daily dose of vitamin chat. I love lizards. You know that. This lovely lady has brought me a lizard. A giant lizard. Chrissy Morcom, Media Relations. She's the director over there at Wildlife World. Who is in here? So I have Clyde. He is a six-foot Asian water monitor, and he is one of my favorite lizards because, like you, I also am obsessed with lizards. Yes. He is He is massive. I love him. I was saying mine, uh, one is a female, not quite nearly as long. My other one's about the same length, but not the, the girth, though. He's how old? So he's over 10 years old. These guys can live up to 20 years um, under human care. They can live a lot longer than out in the wild, of course, because they don't have to worry about predators, disease, or even injury. Yeah. So, so here's the interesting. I've not been there, but everybody says that your place is absolutely the most interactive, most incredible place. I can't wait to get out there and check it all out. Uh, it, it's just, it's so awesome. You got him. How did you guys get a hold of him? So we actually got him from SeaWorld. He was an animal ambassador over at SeaWorld, and they were downsizing. So that's how we acquired Clyde. And he is just fabulous. He is the greatest animal ambassador because he's so relaxed. You can see this is a different environment than how you would picture an Asian water monitor hanging out. However, he's so calm, cool, and collected, and he's used to being in different environments and being around different people and yeah he's amazing so when you uh so over there at wildlife world talking to christy markham who's the director of media relations over there at wildlife world so you're over there you guys have a ton of stuff and we were talking about uh comparing our lizard collection here because I, <laughs> I have quite a few things here and uh so you you get some of these things by donation you say some of them you know are not handleable obviously but besides giant lizard like Clyde, what else do you have over there 
Oh, yeah. So we have Arizona's largest exotic animal collection. We have over 6,000 animals, over 600 different species, and over 100 developed acres. So I love our reptile collection because reptiles are actually my first love. We have lots of different species of lizards. We have a saltwater croc. We have... Gila monsters, which are fun because that's a creature you can see right here in Arizona, although it's pretty elusive. So you can come out to Wildlife World and check out the Gila monsters and get really close. And then, of course, we have sea lions, which are amazing marine mammals, and giraffes. And right now we have a baby giraffe. Oh, those are so cool. So cool. And he looks so itty bitty out there in the pasture with his family. But when they're born, they're over six. Six feet tall. It is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I love my my uh, uh, the the living devs are too out in Palm Springs. My friend uh, Carrie ran it for a while, and uh, he calls me one day. He says, "Dude, we're getting ready to have a baby giraffe. Why don't you come over and check it out?" It was just the most amazing thing. That is amazing. Yeah, wow, so you don't talk to very many people who have seen a giraffe being born. Yeah, it's just incredible. And I was like, "Oh my god, it's just ginormous as it's born." It's like you're looking up at it. And you're like, "It's a baby." You're like, "Really?" Because it's huge. So, Clyde here. For those of you who don't know, people see my. Instagram and all that stuff. You guys understand the love of the lizards. Uh, eating probably rabbits, large rats, things like that. And you said he was fat when he came to you. <laughs> so he's been on a little bit of a exercise regimen. And now he's a nice, healthy weight. He loves to take strolls through the park. And it's funny when guests come by and they see Clyde out there taking a stroll. And these guys are Asian water monitors. So he loves to play in the water. So oftentimes after we're irrigating, we have a little field that's outside his exhibit that fills up with water. He loves to just go swimming through it, and it's such a great form of enrichment. And these guys have such an important role in the environment yeah. because they eat exactly what you said, and they'll also eat carrion. Yes. So they keep the environment clean and tidy and help and stop the spread of bacteria and disease. Absolutely. Talking to you, Christy Morgan, who is the uh, director, media director over there at Wildlife World. You can check it out on uh, the, the web page. Go to KTR.com. See all of the stuff. I've got Matt over there filming him. You ready for it, Matt? Does it look like he's going to attack you? All right. Ready to roll. Uh, it's interesting. How big of an enclosure do you have him in? Oh, so he's in a really large enclosure with a giant pond that he can swim in. But he spends a lot of time outside his enclosure because, as you know, sunlight's really important for these guys. And with the different weather we have in Arizona, it's great because he can enjoy really warm weather. He can self-regulate. When it's cooler, we limit the time he's outside until the sun's out and then bring him back in where he has his nice heated rocks. And oh, I love fantastic. that. I love yeah. that. He's awesome. Just such a friendly character. And I always tell everybody, when they're this fed, usually they're not really that bothered. They're like, I'm fat. I don't need anything. <laughs> so you talk about uh, what you guys have over there. You got all kinds of things. What kind of big cats? Because I like big cats. Okay. So you definitely need to come out to Wildlife World then because our big cats are amazing. We have lions. We have tigers. We have jaguars. We oh have my. leopards. We have cheetahs and ocelots and cougars and bobcats. Bobcats. There's a lot of cats out there, and it's incredible when you come out and see all, so many different species all in one place. Minus the reptiles. What's your favorite? What's your, what's your go-to animal? Who's your pal? Okay, so this might surprise you, but my go-to favorite animal ever is the warthog. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. The warthogs are amazing. Everyone... Smart. Incredibly smart. And... 
people, when they think of warthogs, it's really one of those misunderstood animals. People assume that they're not smart, they are dumb, they stink, they're ugly, when really they're none of those things. I mean, they can be a little stinky sometimes, but usually they're really clean. They keep their restrooms really far from where they eat, and they like to wallow in the mud. That's how they stay cool, and they're just incredible yeah. creatures. If you like, I have a really amazing warthog I can bring in the studio. Oh, yes. Next time. This is a channel <laughs> segment. We'll have a warthog in here. Uh, what else? I mean, it's, I mean, again, it's, it's so interesting because we have, we have, we're fortunate enough to be a place that's big enough that you can go see all these kind of things. And, and, uh, especially him, of course, is probably the, First or second closest cousin to the uh, Komodo dragon. I mean, some people would say the uh, the croc monitor, maybe, but it's he's a beast for sure. Uh, like your reptile collection, huge. You said you wish you had more venomous. I love venomous creatures. Yeah. Um, so we don't have any venomous snakes. However, we do have the Gila monster, which is one of my favorites, especially just being that native creature. It's just a special lizard to us here in Arizona. So one of my favorites. However, we have so much more, too. A lot of people are surprised when they come out because not only do we have animals, we also have rides. We have 10 rides at the zoo. And what's great about them is we incorporate animals into the rides because we really want the zoo to be as interactive as possible because we feel like when you connect people to wildlife, that's when they're truly inspired to want to conserve and protect all the wildlife around them. So that is our goal, and that's what we do. And that's what people say they love the most about Wildlife World is all the different animals that we have and how inspired they are when they leave because you get to interact with so many of them. Which is huge. And I always tell people, like, people get mad at SeaWorld and all these kinds of things. I always try to tell people... Without places like this to fall in love with animals, to see these things up close and to study them in ways that people don't realize that people wouldn't care the way they do. You know, you come from, you know, you're from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and you come to SeaWorld. This is the only time you're going to see a killer whale, see some of these things. People fall in love with them. And it's because of that and the studying that, that you can do stuff like this. Speaking of, as we talked to Christian Morgan, who is from beautiful wildlife world out here, you guys got to go out there and check it out. Uh, we do live in a world out here where we come across stuff that are, that are venomous. Uh, let's say you get bit. You know, I mean, it's a little different in the snake than a Gila monster. Gila monster is the transformation. They're not coming through fangs. It's not a, a different kind of way. It's more of a gnawing. Uh, chances of you really being ill is really, you know, slim to none being seriously ill. But we do run. What happens if you get bit by a venomous creature? That's a great question. And you definitely want to seek out medical attention right away. You want to stay calm. You want to keep that heart rate down and you want to seek that medical attention Really quickly, the sooner you seek medical attention, the better off you're going to be. But I think the important thing to focus on is how not to get bit. Amen. Yeah. And being here in Arizona, we have lots of creatures in our backyard. And I think one of the most important things is to just be aware when you're out, when you're hiking, you want to stay on the path. If you have a dog, you want to keep the dog on a leash. Be aware what time of the day you're hiking. And just be very vigilant. Yeah, because coyotes are everywhere. Oh, they are. They are everywhere. Do you have coyotes? Yeah. Uh, we don't have coyotes. You no know, catch one. They're everywhere. <laughs> just to let you guys know that. Mr. Morgan, thank you so very much. Wildlife World, Zoo Aquarium, and Safari Park. I said the whole thing. Media Relations Director and, of course, my man Clyde here, who's just having fun. Is he going to get a treat? you going to go back? And, you freed him frozen or do you freed him live? Okay, so he doesn't get live. We get them, they're frozen, we thaw them out, and then he eats them. Yeah, I give them, I give my big creatures live once every two weeks because I want them to have that, you know, to still have some of that, but the rest of the time it's frozen. Lots of ground turkey, too. Oh, they love ground turkey. Yes, amazing. They love snacks. Thank you so very much for coming in. You Thank guys you. are awesome. Get, get out there to check it out. Oh, what's your website? Wildlifeworld.com. Simple and easy. It is the Chad Benson Show. It's Arizona's news station. 
Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Chad Benson loves lemonade. No wonder his show is two parts tart to one part sweet. Time for a refill. Cheers. We hear a lot about the challenges of this multi-generational workforce. International keynote speaker Ravi Hutising suggests we look at it differently. It's not that they're so different, but it's that times are changing and habits are changing, but the values are not. And he has this advice for millennials. Experience and wisdom only comes with age. There's no shortcut to it. As for the rest of us? Younger generations bring a certain idealism, which can be very valuable. We're in kind of a weird place in the world, and there's a lot of conflict. So some of that idealism can actually stick. Yes, some of it can stick, and that's a great thing. Right? We're not too dissimilar. Obviously, technology makes things change. But here's the difference, I think, is the fact that you look at with everything that goes on now. People are so careful. They're afraid. From Me Too to just even making a joke to, you know, everybody, a generation that I think wants a lot of stuff in certain ways, the way that you act. I mean, there there are some things, but I think when everybody's pulling in the same direction, they want the same thing. That I do agree with. That I do agree with. But for, I mean, I just, my issue with the generational workforce is the fact that, look, I'm 48. We've got early 20-somethings that work here, 21, 22, 23. And, you know, we're all pulling in the same direction. And they've come out of college in a world that, where everybody's woke. And, you know, you look at that, and you're like, oh, God. And, yeah, there is that sense. And also, there is a sense, too. And we've talked about on numerous occasions that men don't want to mentor women anymore out of fear of what may happen. Right. Plus, you've got a lot of younger kids and I and I work with some of them here. Interns, not the crop we have now that, quite frankly, they they felt like they owned the place and that they knew better than you about everything. And just being here, we should thank them. That was something that I was always shocked by. And I think there's some of that. And I look at my generation, like I, the world that I love radio, I'd have done anything for radio. I'd have done anything. I'd have worked 60 hours for free. Oh, wait, I did. I worked extra hours. I did all kinds of things where I think in a lot of this younger generation, I see with my little brothers and sisters who are in their early 20s, and you ask them to do something, it's like, what do I get out of it? They're like, okay, okay. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. You can tweet at us. This made me laugh. A man getting fired in New Zealand. They told him, hey, we need to see you tomorrow. You can bring in emotional support. A person, whoever, he decided, I'm going to bring a clown. And what happened? You got called into a pretty serious meeting. Uh, I got an email saying, um, bad news, we're having a, a meeting to discuss your role. Uh, and in the email, it did talk about uh, being able to bring a support person. I thought, uh, sounds like it's either a promotion or worse. Um, I thought best to bring in a professional. And so I paid $200 and hired a clown. Yes, a clown. He said a clown. So he brought an emotional support clown to his getting fired meeting. How was that received? It was all right. Uh, could have been worse. Um, I mean, I did get fired. But uh, apart from that, all smooth running. Um, he made a few animals. Uh, he made me a unicorn. He made a poodle as well. Uh, but yeah, mate, pretty straightforward. <laughs> That's awesome. He worked for a big advertising firm. They were downsizing 
uh, in certain areas, kind of just eliminating positions across the board. He got a redundant payout, apparently. He's already has a new job, and he's a comedian. So bring in a clown, kids. Sometimes in life, you got to smile. The clown made balloon animals. He gave him a unicorn while he was in there. They told the clown he had to keep it down. Uh, hey, if you're going to do something, man, do a style. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Maybe next time Congress is in session, I'll bring a clown and sit there. <laughs> Chad Benson Show, Arizona's news station.